As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 104 of the Alter Ego Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Austin. With me, as always, Mr. Ryan. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I'm doing so well. And my my enchantress, my sweet chinchilla, how are you? I'm fantastic. Yes? Yeah. And as promised, we have our very special guest from the world of movies, films, and flicks, Mr. Mark Hoffmeyer. How you doing, buddy? Oh, it's so good to be back. It is so I good. Early episode of the Alter Ego podcast. And uh, that soap is still melting to the core of the earth <laughs> from inside my home from Forge Supply. That's right. I still hear that soap bubbling oh towards my the gosh. core of the earth. I completely forgot about that. That's hilarious. As, as you watch I went, Sharks in Venice. <laughs> I bought this like really crazy flashlight and I just dropped it down into the hole. <laughs> and it was. And I did like, I got like some like night vision goggles and I just stared at the floor laying flat on my face, <laughs> watching it drop for hours. Yeah. Like it's, it's almost there. It's, yeah. it's like still, it's, we well, still don't have that daylight on the other side. Do you? Has to be. I don't, there. I don't quite understand gravity, but I hope it doesn't like come back to me at some point. Oh gosh. Because that thing would just loops around. Ha- now, but that says great things about the forged uh, soap. I mean, it's, it's still pungent. You know, sometimes I just go over and smell it, but it's still melting to the core of the earth. Now, it now, might melt through the core of the earth. When you mentioned Ford Supply, do you mean the Ford Supply Company that offers a curated line of craft soaps and beard care handmade in the USA, offering scents like coffee and cream, coconut, citrus, cedarwood, and many more? Check out the full line of craft soap bars, beard oil, and beard balm online at FordSupply.com. Free U.S. shipping on all orders over $35 and get an te- additional 10% off if you use the promo code ALTERIGO. That soap, the Ford soap, real soap. No bullshit. That yeah, one? No. Yeah, just don't buy the lava soap. <laughs> no lava soap. <laughs> Not start, this go like, If I put that on my skin, there would be a hole. Like, it would just... I got lucky there. It's too effective. Yeah. It's too, too effective. You're almost too clean. <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing there bad. anymore because it's burnt off. But soon, we'll all be clean. Ooh. So, um... Mark, it's been a while since you've been here with us, since we've been here to have some fun on the Alter Ego podcast. Um, I want you to remind everyone 
uh, just a little bit about yourself and movies, films, and flicks. We talk about you const- constantly, yeah, so it's good for them it. to put a voice back with, you know, the the content. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. My name's Mark Hoffmeyer. Yeah, Movie Films and Flicks podcast, Deep Blue Sea, the podcast. We're starting Con Air, the podcast. Oh, no way! Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we're doing 30 awesome. chapters of that. So if you guys want to be a guest, we'll save you a spot. That would be uh, incredible. I'd be so uh, honored to be on the Con Air podcast. Me too. Well, shoot me a movie. few of your favorite... Yeah, guys, shoot me a few, a few of your favorite scenes, and we'll get you a spot on there. Well, first of all, uh, anything with Garland Green was my favorite. Uh, oh, yeah. Garland Green and... Uh, the Marietta Mangler? Yes, and the please sigh, Anara. Boom, cigarette <laughs> flick. That is one of the best Cage movies. Period. Yep. We we actually oh. commented on that with you on movies, films, and flicks. He's a beast in that movie, and it, it's. Uh, I can't wait to dive into it, and I actually had some luck with it. I did, I came up with a on Deep Blue Sea the podcast. We had a guest on who said that they tried to make a Con Air seating chart. For the Empire Movie Magazine, but they said they couldn't do it. So I'm like, well, I'll do it. And I went on this odyssey of trying to figure out the seating chart for Con Air. And it was an absolute nightmare. The guy was right. But then I got in touch with some of the actors. Right. And then they helped me finish the Con Air seating chart. So I like know this movie back to front. We're going to try to get some of the actors on because they helped me out. And uh, just excited for that. Yeah. I, I do cool. remember Pinball, where Pinball was sitting. Um, yeah. I remember Juanillo Ventitres. Um, golly. in the cage, yeah, and Cyrus the virus. Everybody that's seen Con Air loves Cyrus the virus. You have to. You I know, in the uncut that. version, the uh, the uncut version, Steve Buscemi murders a guard. Does he really? He just chokes a yeah. He chokes, He snaps the guard's neck. Huh. And then and then Cyrus is like, "You good now?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm better." That's he's interesting. I almost, even though he he's talked about like a, like a national treasure, like the murderer of all murderers, I like that he has a very peaceful arc throughout the movie. When he's sitting with that girl, you're that just was, sweating. I was like, get out of here, Steve Buscemi, <laughs> get out of here. And I never remember the fire truck chase at the end. I could no. watch the movie fifty times, and every time I'm like, there's a fire chase chase. Like I don't even remember the fire truck chase. <laughs> he gets he gets out. And Cyrus, Mad Dog, and one other unknown con get on the truck. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing? Yeah, the driver, the, oh the pilot. Gosh. Oh, that's right, that's right. Who's played by a pretty famous actor. MC Ganey. Yes, who played... Um, no, <laughs> I'm thinking of a different actor. I'm thinking of the guy who played... Uh, Ted Levine? Yes, yes. Silence uh, Lamb? Is that what you're thinking? Who I'm thinking of, actually... Sandra Bullock? <laughs> Don't you dare bring always, Sandra into always this. Always thinking of Sandra Bullock. Is My, Lost City good? Have you guys seen Lost City? Is it worth watching? I haven't seen I it. Haven't Megan seen hasn't it been either. gone for more than an hour or so. Well, <laughs> you thinking I wouldn't watch it? <laughs> I just don't know. I don't oh, know because of Sandra Bullock? That's gross. Sandra and I don't need that tension. He's got to clear the room. Yeah. Grab the napkins. Oh, That's know? nasty. Demolition, Demolition Man is on. Time to leave. Oh, boy. I'm just like, I'm going to Home Goods. I kept asking her to call me uh, during intimate times. I'd be like, can you just call me Big Mike and tell me about protecting the blind side? And if, hey, if you guys ever do that uh, Bridgerton episode, I'll join, too. Okay. Need some backup on that. I'll... Uh, have you watched all of it? I watched that with my wife. Yeah, of course. Okay, see. Yeah, it's going to be a no for me, dog. I Thanks. mean, it's going to have to be a Kim Maria 
Mark we, and that, I, that may I have to be our first uh, female-led sure. show. I'd be so happy to have that. You just take a week uh, off. Yeah, right. Well, no, I'd be in here just to be your sound engineer <laughs> okay. and be able to listen to it. I don't know if I, I want you here for this. I don't know if you guys would, because I would have to ask so many questions. You know, that's fine, actually. That would make a lot of sense for, for you to ask questions. And yeah. yeah. I will have to keep my thoughts PG. Lord Bridgerton. Yes. 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 In the accent. We all have to use accent. Oh, yes. Wow. We that all have really, to speak. That, I'll, I'll eventually be Australian. Yeah. She'll, <laughs> she'll be all over the spectrum of accents. <laughs> I'll be in Swedish, yeah. German. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> I'll be that's, very. Uh, that's everybody's go-to German. That was pretty good. I'll be yeah. very. Um, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Song, uh, my fair lady. I'll be very my fair lady eventually. Oh, I'll, I'll have You'll to. You'll be like leave. a chimney sweep. Oh yeah. Be, like we'll, we'll be doing uh, Cockney accents. Oi. <laughs> Cockney accents. Yes. Oi, Bridgerton. Yes. What you doing over there, yeah, mate? Exactly. <laughs> Come on then. <laughs> Well, what's all this then, Mr. Bridgerton? We need to just do a remake with all Cockney accents of every movie. Wow. I'm here for it. Right? Let's do it. What are we waiting for? Yeah, what movie? What's the first movie that comes to mind that could do Kramer vs. Kramer. Okay. (laughs) Meryl Streep, Dustin Hoffman yelling at each other in Cockney. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? I was actually... The first movie that came to my mind was... uh, Forrest Gump. <laughs> wow. You can't sit here. You can sit While here. you were sleeping, the creepiest, one of the creepiest movies oh, ever made. Oh, that movie yeah. is so weird. Yeah, it is. Ugh. I actually, like, the first time I watched it, I was like, I really like that movie. And then I afterwards, was, I was like, while you nope. Were sleeping. Mm, no, that movie was weird. <laughs> um, hi, who are you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so so I've been stalking your brother. <laughs> so strange. So, um... Mark, oh, she's so charming. Yes, yes. Oh, that's true. We um, wanted to have you here for episode one hundred, but that didn't really work out. We had, um, you know, scheduling conflicts and things come up. Uh, we've wanted you here for a while, but you know, now you're back. And we talked about Doctor Strange and how excited mm-hmm. we were for it for so many different reasons. Um, and now it's out. And now it's here. So what we usually do, by the way, uh, we, we're, we're skipping all the news for this week. We said, you know what? We're going to dedicate all of our time to Mark and having Whoa. this Doctor Strange episode. And oh uh, we'll get back to news next week. We got plenty of stuff to talk about. But I just want to get that out of the way for those of you that are waiting around. Um, we typically talk about the movie, what we liked, what we didn't like uh, before we get into spoiler territory. So okay. we're going to have to have our first bit of conversation about it without spoilers of the movie um, in terms of plot details. And then in the second half of the show, I think we, we need a lot of time to talk spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I want your overall opinions, if you, if you will, uh, from the movie standpoint. Oh, it's, it's top five MCU for me. It's probably the most autorish. I would say it's probably the most director driven because... You know, when you think of MCU, you think of it as being a brand, I guess, and right. tying everything together. Yeah. And then this movie, you know, I went into this thinking that this was going to be watered down Sam Raimi. I would have put money on this being, I was, I was almost ready to be disappointed because I wanted something Raimi. I didn't want something that wasn't Raimi. Yeah. So, but watching it, when you see Pizza Papa, when you see certain cameos, when you see some of the absurdity and 
humor and the way the actors get beat up and just the overall, I mean, the movie just propels itself. It's two hours and nine minutes. I know a lot of people have issues with the rating. It, you know, should it be PG-13? Should it be R? People don't like the, the timelines, uh, the multiverse. People think like different, it, it wrecks Wanda's storyline. But for me, it's just like, it's just bonkers at moments and it's violent and it uh, yeah. goes there. I did. And I did I, like that. The, the aspect of violence that you, you do see violence in the MCU, but you never have seen it to that extent as you get in this movie. It's nuts. Yeah. And listen, I, I understand why a lot of people aren't on the same wavelength for it, but I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. I've been a Sam Raimi fan ever since I was little evil dead, evil dead Two, simple plan. Uh, even I, I, I know you guys are going to hate this, but Tobey Maguire is my favorite Spider-Man. <laughs> no, we, I, we actually I, had this conversation yeah. via text. Was, yeah. This guy. Also I, was listening to I was listening to y'all Spider-Man episode and I was putting my daughter to bed. This was months ago. Yeah. And I was like, here and things. I'm like, I got to send him a message. Uh, <laughs> and, he, and he did. And he I did. was standing okay. in my, my driveway having a conversation with you, Ryan, and we were talking about Spider-Man and all of a sudden Mark Hoffmeyer's name pops up on my phone to talk about Spider-Man. Like, how like, dare I, you? Know, you? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's crazy. Like we're all different. There's billions of people on this yeah. planet. We oh, yeah. all come from different places. We all have different viewpoints. And, you know, you can't expect everyone to have the same viewpoint as yours. But for some reason, I was like, no. <laughs> this <laughs> is like, not okay. <laughs> I was like, Andrew Garfield, because I had just watched all yes. the movies. I had to pull data for a fandom video. So they were like super fresh on my memory. And I just was reminded about how much I love the Sam Raimi movies. So even though we're all different, I respect everyone's opinion. I respect y'all's opinion. I was like, I'm, I'm going to let you know in a nice way. Uh, <laughs> I think I prefaced it with like a two paragraph thing. Like you guys are great. You guys are awesome. I respect you, but however, uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I love Sam Raimi. I love how, how it, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. This movie gave Rachel McAdams Same. a little bit more to do. I think Elizabeth Olsen is just like wildly watchable. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, it goes there. It's, uh, it's a good flick. And, um, yeah. And I looked up her name. How did I looked up? Who the pronunciation of her I name. I got the IMDB uh, pulled up. So chill. Um, so chill Gomez. I liked her. I thought she was cool. Yes. I mean, she just ran around a lot. Yes. Uh, America Chavez cool. in the movie. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people just getting thrown around all over the place. Like, yeah. I think it breaks the record for people just getting tossed aside. <laughs> uh, you know, BD Wong is cool. It's just, it's I, fun. I love BD Wong. I thought he was great in this movie too. I love him. Um, and this isn't a spoiler because it's from other movies now. Him as the Sorcerer Supreme, I mm -hmm. think it's just fantastic. Uh, but one thing I really wanted to get your unique perspective on is because when we walked out of this movie, I was talking about how much I loved it. And we have a mutual friend. Uh, a lot of people who listen to the show know him, Robert Lamb. And he said the same thing that you did. Like, oh, man, that was definitely a Sam Raimi movie. Now, when I pay attention to movies, I will i don't know about you guys, but I lock in on certain characters, certain actors. That's why when you talk about the Spider-Man I lock in on Andrew Garfield. I think he does the best for me. I love his performance. I love his emotion. I love the way he plays the character. I almost tune out some of the direction. Obviously, I don't because I'm watching the movie and I'm enjoying it. But I don't pick up on uh, directorial styles so much unless it's, say, what, Quentin Tarantino? I was going to say, for me, it's like Tarantino, yeah. He's Michael the, Bay. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Those guys where things are blowing up and Tarantino with his Bay weird yeah. movies that... You know, that's the only time I actually pay attention to a director right. as well. Right. 
So, so from your perspective, for somebody who picks up on stuff like that, because obviously it's, it's your passion. It's what you do. You, you tell me Sam Raimi movie, you named a couple evil dead. Uh, we know he did the, the Spider-Man trilogy. What, what to you walking into a Sam Raimi movie makes it a Sam Raimi movie? Cause you're right. This is a first real big, uh, departure from, the style of movies that Marvel does. They kind of follow a formula, and this one really didn't. No, absolutely. And also, if you guys are fans of Michael Bay as a director, I just rewatched all of his movies and counted every single explosion and wrote about it for Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. I'm going to have so, to check uh, that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah huh. just type in Mark Hoffman Rotten Tomatoes, and you'll see the article. There's thousands of them. And it, oh it pushed me to the limit. But when you're watching a Sam Raimi movie, like when, right, so when you're thinking back to early to avoid spoilers, when, you, when you're looking back at the Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire, yeah. he's just always getting bullied. He'll get knocked down. He'll get knocked over. Uh, he, he'll lose his money. He's always getting beaten up on. There's just this cheeky. And then well, like, remember in Spider-Man 2 when Doc Ock has a surgery scene, he murders all the surgeons. Just yes. that ultra-violent, uh, stylistic, stylistically shot film. Uh, also, in Evil Dead films, he kind of he would take a camera and he just would put it, they just put it on like PVC pipes and ran with it to give it this thing of a demon running. So he has a lot of Dutch angles, which is when, sorry if I'm being redundant, if you guys know this, but when you turn an angle, a camera to angle to make everything appear off, he's a big fan of really sort of gonzo cheeky horror of people sort of losing their kind of minds and just getting beat up, getting, getting, um, I mean, you, you know, it's interesting. He loves books too. Like Evil Dead movie, you, know, you have the Necronomicon. In this movie, there's right. books. The Darkhold, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, he did the Oz movies. There's, like, there's witches in that. You know, then you have witches here. Yeah. So he's just big on sort of gonzo horror when he blends comedy with horror. And he, you know, he's just big on beating up the main characters. He's big on silliness. Uh, when we get in spoilers, I can talk about some of the other shots. Yeah. I, I just think, go to watch a Sam Raimi movie. It's, it's, What's what's the pinnacle? What's if you have to say, okay, fans out there in the world, there's this Sam Raimi movie. This is the one you've got to see. Is it Evil Dead? Uh, all right. So, oh man, that's really tough. I mean, I, I think Simple Plan is my favorite movie of his, but it might be the least Raimi. I mean, Billy Bob Thornton got nominated for an Oscar. I think it's one of the best thrillers out there, maybe in the last thirty years. Mm. But uh, Evil Dead two are, are uber classics, right? But I'm going to go with Army of Darkness because he also made Darkman, which is brilliant. But I think yeah. it's going to be Army of Darkness because it's a movie that he finally got a budget. And instead of making a super kind of consumer friendly movie, he made a wildly silly, yeah, cheesy, Bruce Campbell, dumb Bruce Campbell. I mean, it is silly, but this was his chance to like hit the big leagues and he made Army of Darkness. Yeah. So he's kind of a maniac. Uh, it's uh, Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. Yeah, it's a it's a cult classic though. Like you're right, you're right. That's not the movie that most people would go with when it comes to uh, big budget films and all that. But I think Army of Dark- Darkness has become an icon. He's kind of a punk, yeah. I think, and he has like a punk aesthetic to him. But I mean, I also think you know you know the scene of what Spider Man Two when raindrops are falling on my head. He also is just big, loud, and dorky, too. Like, he makes a lot of dorky sure. decisions, and I kind of love that about him. And there are there are definitely dorky movie, uh, movies in Multiverse of Madness. And here's one thing that I love, guys. We talked about this last week, too, is that I've rewatched Loki. 
and I've started to rewatch some of these that are required reading, if you will, before you go up to Multiverse of Madness. And it's insane how much planning has gone into this oh, it's MCU. Like down to the second. Like you, I, 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 when I rewatched Loki this time around, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. They're, they're just putting it out right there in front of you. Because mm. obviously that he who remains uh, with, oh my God, I can't remember his name and I love him. John, who's the actor from, uh, uh, he was in Lovecraft stories or Lovecraft. Oh yeah. He, in the last black Jonathan Man, Majors. Uh, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Playing he mm-hmm. who remains, and he kind of goes through stuff like. Did that. we share the the um, the timeline collection that that guy that that some fan came out and said no. that he watched the Loki series from start to finish and watched oh, the Wandavision at the same I, time? I don't know, but that that's that's very. It's a fan theory, but it's a pretty good one. So, like to the second, if you watch the whole series, really just the, that episode that aligns with it, if you watch that episode. Uh, the same episode in, or the whole series, whatever. If you watch the whole series, it start is the whole to series. the end. Okay, you start to the end, to the minute, like to the second, when they are in the tower in Loki, at talking the very to end with he who remains. Yeah, you tell this part because you're you're better okay. at saying it. Yeah, so so it's not a fan theory. It actually is true. If okay, you, if you time them side by side and you're well, watching yeah, but I mean the fan theory is to what actually happens because it's not like Feige came out and said that it was true. And you're watching Loki. The moment when when he who remains is saying, "Listen, guys, uh, I know what's going to happen. That's why you can't hurt me. That's why you can't do anything to me because I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. I've managed this timeline. I know everything." And he goes, "We're we're getting to the end where I don't know what's going to happen." And the very moment that Scarlet Witch clicks it on and tells her the 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 witch that has the runes controls the space and opens the book and right? fully transforms into. The Scarlet Witch. That's when he who remains goes, and I don't know what's going to happen anymore. He just kind of shudders, and and, and there's he like drops there's, a pen, and he goes, "There's like we're here, guys." There's like sounds of thunder or something in the background. Like there's some sort of explosion sound in the background, and then you can see the timeline splitting, yep. and that's like supposedly the moment that Wanda turned into Scarlet Witch and opened that book. Yes, and then all of a sudden, the what'd you say his name was the. He who remains. He who remains was like, like literally. Who is essentially King the Conqueror? Yeah, he literally like shudders and he's like, I never mind. Yep, and I don't know. You hear this? Something happened. Whoa. You're right. You do hear a big boom in the background, and he goes, and there we are. Yep. Now I have no <laughs> idea. And it's supposedly I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, supposedly to the second with those two series playing side by side, that's the exact same moment. It happens at the same exact time. And that's the, that's what I was Talk talking about. about the level some of crazy detail. ass planning. Yeah. Because because with this movie. Which is so wild and so fun, and there's so much stuff that they've thrown throughout this whole entire movie, which I can't really wait to get into spoilers either. But um, when you're watching that, you want to go, oh my God, I can't wait for the next five or six to come out so I can go back to Multiverse of Madness. This is one of those. Mm -hmm. There's a handful of Marvel movies out there. Any of the Ant-Mans, for sure. Guardians 1. Um the original Avengers. Those are movies to me that when I'm going through the playlist, I'm like, ah, I got to watch that one again. It's just that good. Yeah. And it, Multiverse of Madness to me 
instantly made that roster. It kind of goes the other way too. It's like when we watch the next like three or four movies and then we're like, we got to circle back to multi multiverse of madness is not just because a, we feel like watching it because it was so good, but it's like, hold on a second. I have to watch that because now things are starting to fall into place in a line. I feel like this movie in particular does kind of the opposite too. It's like now I'm like, now that I've seen and we'll get into this a little bit more, maybe with spoil with the spoiler side, but now that I've seen and heard some of the things that they say and regards to the multiverse and the different the obviously the different um, universes and everything it makes you kind of wonder in moments throughout where how you know everything we've seen so far you're thinking to yourself wow okay uh that's weird like something strange like the whole dreams thing like that's one thing now you're kind of like every anytime somebody's like i had a dream about xyz and I can't go into it because it's a spoiler. But <laughs> Somebody that that is one of the things that they talk about early on is when you're dreaming, you're seeing another version right, of yourself. Another version of yourself. Okay, so it's multiverse. not as spoiler as I thought. Right. But that's and, but there's like moments in where I just the I saw uh, somebody post the other day on some fandom thing when Tony Stark as simple as when Tony Stark is, is in the park with Pepper Potts before everything gets wild and crazy in New York and in, in um, Endgame and he's talking to her about how he had a dream that she was pregnant with a ba- with a baby girl and of course you're thinking to yourself is that a futuristic thought because then later in the movie all that happens right. but then is he seeing himself is he in seeing another himself universe maybe in another universe with having a little girl huh yeah right right right, right. Yeah. Oh, right. So it's like, it's that. crazy to think about. It's like now, anytime somebody's like, oh, I was dreaming X, Y, and Z or <laughs> and so dream about happened, themselves. And you're like, yeah. oh my God, yeah. it's another Loki or whatever the hell. Right. Like, I mean, we've seen like 50 Lokis by now, but still. Well, that, that's, I need to be an alligator. I need to be alligator Mark. I would love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was thinking about that the other day. Like what cool variants of myself would I like to see? I want to be Throg. Throg, you want to be or a... Th- a th- yeah, 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 yeah. Throg, that's his name. Predator Jack. There we go. Oh, dope. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I was like, is there another multiverse where I get to be a Yaucha, a predator, and I get to hunt stuff for a living? Speaking of which, and I'm really bummed we don't... Maybe we can just spend a few minutes talking about it. The trailer for Prey came out today. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't wait for that it. movie. Also, I think the Yauchas are kind of cheaters. Because <laughs> they can turn and they, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's like, hey, I'm gonna go hunt Jack, but I'm gonna turn invisible, right. and I'm gonna. Ha- I'm, I'm like Mitch Hedberg now. Uh, I'm gonna turn invisible, and I'm gonna have a, a laser cannon, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna rip his spine out when he's not paying attention. You, like it. You put me on the spot here, so now I got to get on my soapbox about this. That's camouflage, man. Just and like that, a hunter. That does. It's just like a hunter. It depends. Yeah, they cheat too. They just sit in trees, <laughs> shoot things. Tree blind, man. Yeah, but it does turn into uh, what predator you're dealing with. Because you see those predators also that see that you don't have anything. So they drop all their weapons and say, okay. And it also, to, it's to them. That's like, a, that's like a, a Francis Ngannou coming up to me and be like, all right, Mark, let's do it. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm dead. But like, see, so that there, therein lies the problem. Take him to the if ground. You're, if you're mark. mark and you're the final Mark that Francis Ngannou is after, he's already beat the brakes off of all of your friends, and you've proven to him that you're worthy gain. So at this point, I got faith in you, Mark. If Francis Ngannou's walking up to you, you know what? I'll spot you five. Take him to the you ground. I'm going to pull a Sonal Latham, and I'm going to help him, and then I'm going to become an honorary Yaucha. There you go, which is actually Predator lore that does happen. 
She's a beast in that movie. And I love I, it. I think we see uh, that happen again in Prey. Mm-hmm. I think. No, this but is, you're right. Yeah. I mean, you're right. They do use camouflage like every other hunter, uh, and he does go up to get some. But like, Danny Glover punks him out. He does. That's my favorite predator, by the way. You you are always one that when I look at your your lists, they differ from mine. To to do uh, the the scene from Gladiator, none of my movies were on your list. Um, but <laughs> we do share uh, the eclectic taste. For me, it's Predator Two, and everybody looks at me sideways when I say Predator Two is my favorite oh. Predator. Gary Busey, Bill Paxton, yeah, Danny Glover. That's right. City. The Jamaicans versus the Colombians. Who doesn't want that? Predator 2 is probably my second favorite. I still love the original. The original's good, and all the fanboys love to go out and say, well, well, you know, every movie needs to be him in the jungle hunting the super elite, uh, you know, commando team. I'm like, why? That's boring. Let's mix it up. Simple's not easy. If you could just recreate that. Right. Yeah. But like, Predator 2, and also that there's a multiverse in that because we get introduced to Xenomorphs. Yep. And it circles back to the Predator, Predator 2 is where yeah. they introduce the Xenomorph skull <laughs> so, the on the end. ship. Yep, in the very end. Yeah. Which is pretty dope. So, yeah, that's yeah. that. That's you, you had to get me on that soapbox. I knew you did. Um, <laughs> but in terms of uh, guests on this show, you are returning. So I, want, I just want to transition a little bit. We talked about this before we press record. Uh, most of our guests, we have them give us a top five list or top ten. Um, uh, top five comic book characters. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bind you to heroes, but I'm gonna ask you if you can to give us a top five heroes on your list. This could be in comics. It could be in the movies. I imagine it'll be in the movies because it's you. Yeah. But if you want to go off to Hellboy or whatever, you are not. You are not stuck. You to know, Marvel stuck to DC whatever. and Marvel. Right. Um, Hellboy was on my list. On my list. What's that? Blank my first pick is oh, Blank Man. Blank, <laughs> blank Man. Blank Man. Oh, Blunt Man. Bla- blank Man. No, you had it right. Damon Wayans. Mark Blank Man. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. I was just talking about those movies. I was just talking about Damon Wayans. Oh, do you know what I my, miss him. I my favorite nineties like first superhero movie was that I saw? Rocketeer. It, no, no, but you're close with Blank Man. I know you know this movie. Mystery guys. No, not Mystery Man. Do you know? Don't look at me. I don't I'm going to look at you. Clue. You're going to know this one. Meteor Man. Meteor Man. Oh, Meteor Man. Yeah, uh, of course. 94. Wasn't that such a good movie? I, I know um, I've seen it. I was, a, I was very young. Yeah. Meteor it was a blur Man. for me. It was <laughs> such Cheadle? a good movie. No, Don Cheadle, I think, is in it, but he is not the lead. James Earl Jones, Eddie Griffin, what's yeah. Bill Cosby? Yeah, yeah. Well, Bill Cosby, uh, he plays a homeless man who finds a piece of the meteor and he just kind of like rubs his hand over it and gets powers from it as opposed to meteor man who gets hit with it and absorbs all the powers from it. I do not remember this movie. But I, I definitely saw do it. not remember the lead's name, but I loved him in it. I thought he was great. Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend. How do I not remember? Okay, Robert Townsend. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Meteor Man, go back and watch it. It's a great movie. It's about him just being a local defender for his neighborhood. He was Luke Cage before Luke Cage. So, anyway, let's... friendly Meteor Man. Yeah. 
right. I'm picking one that y'all are going to love because I, you know, I didn't want to be controversial right off the bat. So I'm going to take Tom Hardy's <laughs> Venom. Oh, okay. wow. start off controversial. Uh, you, you started off controversial. <laughs> you, did. you didn't mean to, but he, you did. He's, I know. I, uh, I, I listen to the show. I definitely, yeah. uh, he's, uh, I'm a purist when it comes to him. Time. Yeah. He's super sweaty in the first one. He's always just a manic wreck. He looks like he's like he looks like he hasn't slept in three yeah. days. That that you is true. The, you can smell the Budweiser on his breath. He oh. is so twitchy. And for me, it's just such a nice listen. It's it's not venom, but it's a nice departure from kind of safe. I listen. I love MCU. I own all the movies, whatever. But I like the departure from safe. It's weird. It, it, I don't think they're particularly made too well. Uh, but I think Tom Hardy is giving everything he has to it. And so for me, n- just watching a really sweaty guy in a movie make $800 million wor- worldwide. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just but like eating I, tater tots and chocolate. First of all, like eating lobsters. I like a lot of these things because they don't make or break the character at all. And you're right. You're just sweaty. I, Tom I Hardy is sweaty. Tom Hardy is great. I love the fact that he's dealing with coping with venom, and their bodies are coming together, and they're having to learn to have that symbiotic relationship. Uh, my my path diverges elsewhere. All these things that you're listing for why you like it, I you know, I don't want original Eddie Brock. Original Eddie Brock is track pants, a white uh, like tank top, so and race, a perm. Right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, big time. But it's it's really over the top. It's not the Eddie Brock I want. I love the Eddie Brock. It's just different parts. So anyway, who who's number two? Uh, all right. So Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. <laughs> I I have not seen that movie. He rides around sewers with a motor. Knows how to sword fight. He knows karate. He, it's just it's grimy and it's low budget and it's not good. But I also like Tom Jane. Punisher, but Tom Jane was in Deep Blue Sea, so he gets a pass for everything. Ray Stevenson, I like him a lot in Punisher Warzone. Uh, I John thought, Barenthal. I actually think Punisher is a character that has not been played poorly by a lead so far. I don't but, think I've yeah, seen a Punisher where I'm like, I don't like that, because I love Thomas Jane. I like his range as an actor. I liked Ray, uh, what's his last name? You just said it. Stevenson. Ray Stevenson. I like him in terms of brutality and the way I felt the Punisher would actually handle things. And his He's a big dude. His trauma with uh, accidentally killing somebody he didn't feel needed to be killed. I thought that was a great way to sprinkle that in in Warzone, which is just a, a bag of gore. Uh, and, of course, I love Barenthal. <laughs> that should be on the poster, a bag of gore. <laughs> Right, so yeah, that's my number two. Okay, so uh, we've got uh, we've got two guys in black here. We've got Venom and we've got Dolph Lundgren's uh, Punisher. All right, and then uh, I'm gonna take Luis from Ant Man. Luis, I don't even know if he is a comic book character, but that he, is no, no, such a he is 100 percent available in this draft. We need a we need yeah. a mini series of him just Dude. like no, no. We need a yeah, from Inception X-Con. recap. Of the entire sure. MCU with all the major characters oh, yeah. doing the Luis thing. I mean, imagine that. Like, imagine him doing Nick Fury and Samuel Jackson being like, all right, no doubt, no doubt. You have to go and check a sword. <laughs> and then you have uh, Chris Hemsworth, who I think would absolutely oh, murder he it. He would uh, so good. He would do so well. Uh, let's see. Umbaku. Um, Umbaku in. Uh, yeah. I can't Panther. remember his name, his real name. 
Um, the actor who's Winston going to Duke. Winston Duke, Winston Duke would crush it because of his timing with the whole, we have vegetarians. Um, there's so many good ones. I was going to say he, wasp. He, he one punch KOs it. everybody. Yep. He's a reformed criminal. He's part of uh, him. T.I. and David. <laughs> oh my God. Look at that man. Yeah. Put them in, put the X-Con, X-Con Disney plus series. Baskin Robbins always finds add Darcy, out. At agent Jimmy Woo. Bring oh, over we, Rick, we love Jimmy Woo. Oh, we love Jimmy Woo. Yeah. yeah, he's the best. I like Ratcatcher from Suicide Squad. She's DC, but just bring her over. She's, like, she's cool. Whatever. Um, is she, is, so is she on Mantis your list? Is she on your list? Yeah, it's either her or King Shark, but I'm going to take Ratcatcher. I'm going to take Ratcatcher 2 in that one, too. You know, Ratcatcher is like, Taika Waititi. Yeah, oh, yeah, Ratcatcher 2. I love Taika, yeah. but he just showed up and looked drunk and like said some lines. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to take Ratcatcher 2. I thought she found a lot of heart in that role. I really did. And I was like totally on board with that character, Rats, and the way she got it. She like jumped over Idris and like, she's great. She's gonna be a I, new I felt Fast she was. Movie. I felt she pulled the heart out of everyone else, right? I thought she did yeah. did a great job of that, even if she, you know, didn't have too much on the power side. Okay, so let's let's recap here. Tom Hardy's Venom. We've got Dolph Lundgren. We got Michael Pena's Luis. We've got Ratcatcher Two. Right? Yeah. Are we adding it Ratcatcher Two yeah. officially? Yeah, let's we'll right. do that. Let's do it. So who's right, our then, <laughs> who's our who's our fifth? That's a list. He's right not there. from a he's not from a comic book movie, but it's a comic book movie. I'm gonna do David Dunn from Unbreakable. Oh, wow. Because that's my favorite superhero movie. I think Mr. Glass is like my that's favorite villain ever. And it makes like, it's so simple and it made such, such sense to me. Like my bones are brittle. There's someone out there who is the opposite. Yeah. Like I love. I can get attack, strength from them. The attack from the orange jumpsuit man when he's in the house and you just. It's being tied to a radiator in 2000. I was like, that's one of the craziest PG-13 visuals I've ever seen in my life. It was one of the <laughs> scariest things I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. The bench press scene with Bruce Willis, uh, just the sensitivity that was added to the movie, the kind of sense of discovery. Uh, yeah, so David Dunn, that's my, okay. that's my fifth. I mean, that's that's quite the crew. I don't know if I'm sending them out to, to have a mission together <laughs> no. because we all know Luis is going to give away their spot quickly because <laughs> they're going to be going for that stealth incursion and he's going to be trying to get their attention and we're going to have Dolph Lundgren and Venom lowering guys, themselves down into the the sewer and then just hear ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Ba -da 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 -da. Down in the sewers, they would yeah. dominate the sewers. They really. But would. David Dunn doesn't like water. Oh, that's so right. So that's a tough so spot. If, if Bane's, if Tom Hardy's Bane is down there and he chucks him into, uh, you know, some water, he's in trouble. <laughs> then he's not going to be able to do anything without his uh, his poncho as well. We can't forget the poncho. Um, hey, let, what we're going to do is we're going to take our first break of the day, and then uh, we were going to get right back into it, and let's jump into uh, overall opinions of the movie. Then we'll do our spoilers. Okay, let's do All it. Right. I'm All talking right. too much, so I'd love to hear y'all's opinions. <laughs> Absolutely, I can't wait. We're going to get into it here in a second. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, and we're back. Thank you so much for sitting through the ads. As uh, you might have heard, we've got Mr. Mark Hoffmeyer from Movies, Films, and Flicks still on here. And he actually just gave us, and if you wouldn't mind recapping for the audience, his Avengers loadout of characters. Now, if you thought his right, top five is. was eclectic, yeah, this, this one this wild. one is all the major hitters. This is I don't want to tell his story for him, but it's you know, it's it Iron Man, itself. it's Cap, it's Thor, it's all the big guys. So let's hear it. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Uh, Pizza Papa from Doctor <laughs> Strange 2. Okay, so th- there's one wild card. Yeah, I mean, listen, the team's got to eat. Yeah. And he can take his cart everywhere. He's mobile. <laughs> and he punched himself for three weeks. Three weeks. So, like, he must have some form of tough skeleton. For sure. To be able to unleash physical pain on yourself for that long. He's, he's got that, that durability. Yeah, I mean, he's got a thick skull. Yeah. So we're going to go with that. And Luis from Ant-Man, he's just a knockout machine. We Darcy that. from Thor, Beast, Valkyrie. We need a power. We need a. We, we need like one really great fighter. Yeah. Uh, Korg, gotta have him. Mantis, Beast. Yeah. Yelena. No, Yelena, Yelena. There's your really good fighter. Scarlet Scarab. There's your really good fighter. Daredevil. Oh. My boy, Daredevil. There's your uh, best. And then fighter. we got Alligator Loki. Nice. <laughs> and then Agent Jimmy Woo. Yes. Agent woo, Jimmy Woo. Woo, woo, Jimmy Woo. And I need Jimmy Woo to magic. be just a really, uh, yeah, his close-up magic and his confusion about everything people say, everything people say to him. Yeah. Imagine that movie, y'all. Yeah. Come on. Oh, I, I can imagine what a great the movie. hell out It would of be it. pretty incredible. I, I, I just want to know how long it would take for Scarlet Scarab, Yelena, and Daredevil to just walk away. <laughs> Uh, especially how long does it take them to get uh like enough pizza pizza papa let's see well that's good though because you always have the teammates who want to walk away right right guardians like that's part of every good team-up movie where they're like oh you know i'm gonna fight like oh i'm captain america and i'm iron man like let's get away from each other the nerve um let's not call each other when the world's ending right um (laughs) you know uh, i got his cell phone you remember my dad i'm not calling you and then 
but then they're they're good people though. Daredevil, he would stay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, wait, Daredevil loves pizza, right? I mean, he's a big pizza guy. He's from New York, so he would really like those. Let's see. And Scarlet Scarab, like, she's all about adventuring. I think she and Darcy would be like best friends. I gotta say, I think I think everybody. No, no, I, I think Yelena would walk oh, away. Yeah, Yelena would like be besties with Korg. They'd be on the couch eating mac Doubt and it. cheese. No, they they could they could vibe over mac and cheese. But I think actually the happiest of the bunch, the person that you're not bringing up that would like really be everyone's best friend, is Mantis. Uh, I think Mantis oh, yeah. loves everybody at the party. She wants to know so much about Pizza Papa. She wants to listen to Louise for hours. Uh, I think Mantis has the most fun of everybody on your roster. <laughs> you know what? The movie I want is the scene from Avenger, uh, Ultron, Avengers Ultron, where they're just getting drunk. So yeah. Put them all in a room. Yeah. They don't yeah. need to. They don't need to go on a mission. Just kind of have them chilling, and then a robot attacks, and then they beat it up. Yeah. And then then they go back to hanging out and doing karaoke. Sure. Alligator Loki is just eating the thing. Alligator Loki still needs to have the kiddie pool to sit in. If you're asking me, Um, that's the movie I want. Just chatting, people chatting, just having just 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 good dialogue. The only issue is they might run out of food, but they've got Uber Eats. They got Pizza Papa. Pizza Papa, who doesn't just generate food. He caters. (laughs) (laughs) You think he's not ready for this party? You think he just shows up and goes? What's the deal here, guys? Like, yeah. I only brought this certain, certain amount of pizza. Like, he, he, you know, Pizza Papa knows. That's right. That's right. Uh, okay. So, we, we've talked about this. I think we should give our overall opinions. I thought uh, that it was a great movie in terms of MCU. I think it's one of the best standalones. I think it puts uh, Doctor Strange up there as one of the top franchises, period. I mean, obviously, Marvel's setting him up to do big things in the future. But in terms of uniqueness and compelling story compelling villains which i think makes a movie more than a compelling hero uh i think dr strange is really up there i thought it was great i want to hear megan's uh opinion and then i gotta go to ryan who typically hates everything oh yeah so let's go let's go to Megan because i know her opinion yeah i um i absolutely love it i know that i kind of mentioned this in a previous episode when we weren't spoiling spoiling at all yeah. Um, but it's very aesthetically pleasing. I think that it's very colorful and eye-catching and different. It's it's basically like that excitement that you get out of seeing Ant-Man going into the quantum realm and it being like this weird-ass world times a million. Like you see it just kind of happening everywhere. Yeah. And it's really cool uh, in that regard. Um, as far as the rating goes, I think that the I know this isn't this wasn't something you asked, but as far no, as go that goes, it. I think that it's I think that it's pretty spot on because I know we talked about the PG thirteen and the rated R and there really not being anything in between. Um, I don't think it falls to be as high as rated R, although I do think that there is some scary shit in this, which again <laughs> really kind of separates it from stuff that we've seen in the past. A lot of stuff. I mean, even the even the the ghouls and goblins and crazy shit that Thanos had working for him weren't half as scary as some of the shit that was in this movie. So I loved it. I thought that it definitely opened my eyes to a lot of stuff that was and is, you know, what, what has happened and is to come. Um, it definitely makes me see things a little bit differently and I'm much more open-minded when I'm watching things. Uh, like Jack said, he was re-watching uh, Loki and watching that. Even just bits and pieces that I was catching as he was watching it, I was I constantly was thinking about the multiverse. Like now it's like I have a very, <laughs> yeah. very, very open mind on watching this stuff. And I, I mean, obviously... We all knew the multiverse was a thing, but seeing that shit on screen and seeing how it 
it really kind of unfolds and how it was brought to life. Now you're just kind of like, oh my gosh. And I'm not necessarily a conspiracy theory nut, but I definitely think that there are a lot more things out there than us. So in a realistic pattern, I'm thinking, oh boy, oh my God, is there a multiverse for us too? Is there 55 Megans out there doing crazy shit? I don't know. Like <laughs> the multiverse is capped at Haven't 55. Haven't you ever seen the one? Of course, the there multiverses is. of Megans. It's, it's capped at 55. Ooh. Whatever. I, I would know. watch the multiverse of Megan just to know. see you guys all meet and argue, so that you can pick the one that knows how to cook and wow. <laughs> No, you got to kill them all. Mark, you haven't lived until you've come. You and the wife and uh, the whole family need to come down and have some famous macaroni and hot dogs. Yeah, I'm really (laughs) good at macaroni and hot dogs from the box. Um, Don't get like. uh, But I'll say this in terms of the rating because I didn't say this is the first movie we looked at. No, there's no artisanal. um, No, no, no. Straight craft. Straight craft. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I mean, I get the ballpark hot dogs, though. Um, Listen, we we all got to eat out of the pot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. One pot, With one hot spoon. Sauce. Um, but what I was going to say is this is the first movie that we looked at each other and said, uh, our children are not going to be able to watch yeah, this. Yeah, this might be one. We will definitely be waiting on this and one. And they are 11 and 12. Yeah. So really? Um, they um, will. Yeah. They will. But it, it, there's... With fair warning. One of them, Right. One of them is just a little bit uh, skittish in that regard. And not that there's a whole lot of jump scares, but there's a whole lot of... Intense stuff. Intense, physical, very well done, realistic shit that he's obviously, that neither one of them has obviously ever seen on screen and has had no reason ever finding anywhere. So it's just very different and something that they're not expecting. So I think it would probably scare the pants off of them unless we're at home watching it here, which I still see them running out of the room, but we'll see. So so let's go. Let's go to Ryan. Would you need uh, a couple commas in the check to need to watch Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness again? No. Oh, but and I don't I hate sense. it. I don't hate this movie. No, Ooh. honestly, I just thought it, for me it was a little different. That's for Sam Raimi. <laughs> Good for you, Sam. Well I'm, not gonna, done. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of thinking of a little more like the Doctor Strange from where. Uh, Spider-Man ended kind of that multiverse, something going that way, but with the whole America Chavez and it being completely different, I still liked it. So it's a great movie. I mean, me personally, I'll watch it again. So you expected it to kind of pick up from a little bit all more of the Spider-Man gotcha. kind of gotcha, realm gotcha. versus throwing it. You America expected Chavez. more of it of the yeah. universes coming to Doctor yeah, Strange, like it breaking as opposed to them going to going and other universes. Yeah. Got it. So okay, other what than that, come, since since you hate really? so many comic, uh, well, since apparently you hate so many comic book movies, yeah. what is someone you love? Oh, I love Black Panther. I love uh, oh, yeah. Avengers. Um, Blade. Not Endgame. Not Endgame. No. Oh, Endgame. Not Infinity no. War. Infinity War. He loved oh, Infinity you do War. like Infinity like War. Endgame. Not Endgame. That's right. Yeah, like Infinity Endgame. War. Not Endgame. Uh, yeah. There's a whole episode about that. The whole debate episode. Blade is not coming. Blade's, Blade's not coming. I'll tell you one that he loved. Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Love that. That yeah, was but great. that wasn't. Oh yeah, he said superhero, not Marvel. Um, yeah, Blade needs more respect. He does. Ninety eight, that comes out, hits big, and then you get X Men a couple years later. You get Spider Man, like Blade. Blade needs more respect. Blade needs that grandfather status, that uh, original gangster status, because without Blade, we don't have any of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I that blood I rape freaking, scene. I love the Trinity. The Crazy. Blade Trinity. Crazy. I love good. them all. Me too. I, I actually love all three of them. They're really good. Me too. I watch them every now and again, just when I get a whim. Yep. And Wesley Snipes is perfect at that. Yeah. Um, so the biggest problem with Trinity is that it brought in Ryan Reynolds, 
That's and he's a motor story. mouth. Mm. He's, but like, it's weird. Like Blade, who's so like when I watched all three back to back. Yeah. And uh, Blade is this very mono, like monotone, and then you get Ryan Reynolds just running his mouth, and they <laughs> just didn't gel too well together. And apparently but, they didn't uh, gel well on set either. That is a rumor. I don't know that for a fact, yeah. but that's a movie. I lost 25. I lost, no, I lost 50 pounds because of that movie. I used to weigh 250 and I watched Blade Trinity and I learned Ryan Reynolds diet and I dropped 50 pounds watching that movie. Wow. Damn. Yeah. So, so down. is it just uh, carrot juice and a lot of sit-ups? No, like well, a lot of chicken. Yeah. But um, it's okay. We like, yeah, chicken. I remember I was like, I was at 250. I was playing basketball, hurt my knee. I'm like, I need to lose some weight. And then uh, I saw Blade Trinity. I saw his diet, like a men's fitness or something. I'm like, I'm going to follow that. And I lost 50 pounds. So That's Blade Trinity insane. has a special place in my heart. Well, it has a special place in my heart because Triple and H. And Parker Posey. Yeah. Yo, that Pomeranian. <laughs> She's an all-timer villain right there. She's actually Parker got Posey, a Blade lot Trinity. of uh, movies with her and Pomeranians. She no, was she in, uh, yes, she does. She was in the movie with uh, the Superman movie with, um, oh, Brendan Small. What, weren't there her? two of them? Remember that? Oh, man. Oh, wow. So, wait. You think that's on purpose? Ooh, that's like a Death of Data article right there. That, that could be. How many movies has Parker Posey had a toy dog? Which is the class, not actually a fake toy dog. This is a class of dog is considered a toy. His hmm. motor's, his motor's I'm spinning. Looking I'm looking at him on camera, and he's like, how many are there? Okay, great so, so this is this is your warning. This is where we jump off and say we're going into full-on spoiler territory. So, my wonderful Alter Ego fans, if you do not want to get into spoiler territory, you have not seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, this is where you turn off our show and go find movies, films, and flicks and go through that catalog and just get boundless energy and information regarding movies and then go see deep blue see the podcast and get ready for con air the podcast cool okay. two years later um yeah you'll be ready to go yeah all <laughs> right so here we are let's give it the old uh, i'm gonna play this little song by the end of the song it's time to start talking spoilers good to see you guys the one thing that we want to talk about as soon as this song is over the one thing that you wanted to talk about this whole time is when Superman showed up and killed everybody. <laughs> Pizza Papa. Pizza Papa. <laughs> wow. Pizza Papa made it for you. Mine was the a end. mine was a conversation between Doctor Strange and It's over. Wanda. Doctor Strange and Wanda? Yeah. Mine is uh, what what's yours? What? Ryan. What's your moment one, you want to talk one about? One moment to start. Your one moment you want to talk about first in regards to the movie. I don't really have one. Wow. You said Pizza Papa. You said a conversation well, no. between Dr. Okay, Street. I think uh, the, the, there's a lot of things, articles out there saying that the movie ruined Wanda. And so my friend Zanandi, who writes her crack, she's like, no, this movie did not wreck Wanda's arc. But I just want to see what y'all think about that. Because, I mean, yeah, I interrupted there, but I want to see what y'all think about that. Because I don't think it wrecked her arc I'll at all. I'll circle back um, to her for yeah. sure. Um, what do I want to talk about? I want to talk about Mr. Fantastic. Forge Supply Company and their you volcano wanna, soap. <laughs> you want to talk about Mr. Fantastic. I want to talk about Mr. Fantastic and John Krasinski. Are you going to do that first or are we going to talk uh, about Wanda? I was going to say my moment came Boy. with Wanda. So yeah. I'm about All right. It. That's that's the one thing I want to talk about. So let's get back to Wanda's arc in this movie. So let's, let's talk about Wanda for a second from her inception, right? She was uh, uh, brought in by Hydra and experimented on as a child after Tony Stark 
her his missile hit their house. Uh, she struggles to gel with anybody or find anywhere to go. She finds the team. She finds the Avengers. Uh, and eventually is there. And the first time she teams up as a superhero, she loses her brother. And in that rage, she's kind of like, I don't know what to do. She then meets Vision. She starts to like Vision. And then all she's trying to do is do good. And she's showing up to try to save the world. And she screws up. And this whole Sokovia Accords, this whole problem is all on Wanda. All these people that she's met, that she's tried to befriend and, 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 betray the feelings that she's had her whole life towards these kind of people she's now being put in her room as she puts it in the movie and she's even struggling mm. with this person that she started to love in vision and she really has nowhere to go she doesn't have a brother she doesn't have a family she doesn't have any she's as everything around her dictating her life and throughout this arc she and vision start to love each other and then this world-ending event is happening, and the entire galaxy is coming after the one thing Wanda has finally been able to settle down and love, and that's the Vision. They want to rip his brain straight out of his head, and not only that, they eventually say, Wanda, you've got to be the one to do it. So Wanda's got yeah. to then kill her husband, who she loves in her mind. She has to kill him. And then sit there broken, only to have Thanos go, oh, I appreciate that, but it's not going to work. Bring him back. Kill him in front of her again. And then after that, all the Avengers just kind of go back to their lives. Go back to doing what they're doing while she's blipped for five years. She comes back. Everything's hunky-dory Dunkin' Donuts. Everyone is happy to be back together. Oh, except you, Wanda. You're back after five years. Now you don't have any friends. Now your husband is dead, and he's a property of the government. So then she shows up. She has an existential crisis, steals his body, creates her own perfect world while being manipulated by another witch inside of her own perfect world wherein she creates children, <laughs> her brother, and other things that she loves, only to then have to destroy it again. And in the moment she finds the dark hold from Agatha Harkness, she then looks and says, okay, somewhere in here is a little bit of happiness for Wanda. Somewhere in here is happiness for me, who has done everything for everybody else and never gotten anything out of it herself. I'm going to try to get something out of here. And she sees the infinite multiverse and says, oh, there's this chick right here. She can give it to me. She is infinite. Just one sacrifice. Game over. I can get what I want. Everyone can be happy. So just to. Uh, so are you saying that third person? Say that again. You said, do you say that Wanda speaks in third person? Oh, she does. That's what I got from all oh, of that. Oh, she does. Wanda's yeah, basically, well, she's basically the rock in this the movie. Rock. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Wanda says Wanda she says. wants America Chavez. Wanda's going to get America Chavez. So that actually plays exactly into the point that I wanted <laughs> to discuss. So I'm going to just take the helm here for a second. Please do. So basically every i mean you literally went through her arc in much more detail what i was going to say was basically as and this is me as a mother especially as one who is creating life currently i a thousand percent understand her and how this arc has led her to what she is now so yeah she was a good guy for a while she did good she fell in love with vision blah 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 all her life she has lost 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 the people that she loves so now she's to the point to where she has found 
created this world, created these children, created this happiness and this love, even including vision in this life. And she loses it all, like you said. And so now she's basically back at square one where she keeps constantly losing and losing and losing. And the only way to get it back is basically to do some evil shit. And, and so, that's through this book that we find out the dark hold it just naturally corrupts anything that touches it. So it doesn't matter if you're good or not. Yeah, people, yeah. yeah. So this argument that everybody's saying that it ruined Wanda's arc, I don't see how because, first of all, I'm pretty sure we all know that Wanda is not dead. That what happened at the end of that movie, I think it's safe to assume she's probably not actually dead. Well, especially with the introduction of variants. Right. and, And the fact that if you know comics really, really well you know that Wanda is one of a few characters that is just that powerful. That a little bit of rubble isn't really going to be much of no. a thing to Wanda. No, she literally could fucking snap her fingers and all that, all of it just, you know, plows right off of her. Yeah. But the conversation that I'm talking about is when he goes to meet her and she's picking flowers off of these trees, doesn't even realize that they're dead, whatever. And he's talking to her about America and the purpose and all this other stuff and he's talking about her children and i don't know if this i think this happened all at the same time but he says to her your children aren't real you created them using magic and her response was that's what every mother does and first of all as somebody who's currently pregnant i absolutely love that (laughs) so i know that i'm like this is like a personal favorite moment of mine i was like that is a thousand percent the truth because this shit is magic mark can attest to that he's seen it yeah He's, he's got a little magic at home yeah I mean, it's pretty magical. But then, like, that conversation continues, and he says, or then he's telling her, once he now realizes she's actually living in this freaking chaotic hot mess and realizes what she's actually after, and he basically just led her straight to America... Chavez, not America the country, obviously, because she's already there. But um, he, she says to him that it won't be Wanda that comes for her. It'll be Scarlet Witch. And it's like just that whole thing, just you, whether you, whether you agree or relate to the fact that Wanda is now kind of some somewhat evil psycho or not, She, it's not necessarily like, yeah, I guess it's selfish in the big picture, but it's not necessarily selfish. It's that she has gone through so much torment and loss and like death and just awful, awful shit when it comes to the people that she loves and the people that have died all around her. And it's, she's wanting to do this for her children that in her mind, whether she, they were created through magic quotes or not, it's for them. She's wanting them to have a good life. And so like, and you see that coming out of her later on when Wanda and Wanda meet and she's crying and you know, the, the Wanda in the, variant life that the children actually exist with her and she says just know that they'll be loved and like scarlet witch accepts that and i'm just like i just loved all of it what is that i'm not sure we got some beeping happening yeah sorry i had a little beeping going but anyway on. that's my favorite and, and 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 i didn't think so much about all of this until i did those are the quotes that i literally wrote down during the movie so obviously they were important to me but i didn't think so much about it until our friend amber pointed out that this movie came out the weekend of mother's day and i was like that is awesome because this is definitely a mother's day movie whether it should be or not this is definitely a mother's day movie and i was like that's incredibly cool so as the woman in the room i wanted to bring some light it's actually i think it was actually showing her hand when you say she's picking flowers and doesn't know they're dead she knew full well what was going on she She knew her whole area had been corrupted by the dark hold 
but Stephen didn't. Stephen didn't. Right, which is which is even more impressive because that she's the, the wizard that, shows yep. up and isn't like, you know, he, he, she she goes, oh, that smells, and he she thought he was going to call her out and say, yeah, smells fake, and he was like, no, I was going to say sweet, and she's like, oh my god, I got him, yeah. In that moment, she's like, I got him. He doesn't know it's not real. And, I mean, technically got all of us because we're still kind of expecting the Wanda that we saw before. So I personally think that this does nothing but, like, define her even more. And I think it's a huge turning point for her. So if she ends up coming back, whether as a big character or not, or just doesn't. I think the the 838 or 818, whichever one they show was the other universe, you could have another Wanda show up. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, especially because she is familiar with the situation and what's happening, obviously, because then she jumps and she tries to stop it from happening. So it's like, I can totally see that too. But it's like, I just, I feel like this is a major turning point for our Wanda that Mm. we've been watching, our Scarlet Witch, who we saw turn into this just distraught, awful person, really. I think it's just a turning point of her seeing all the wrong that she's done and all the torment that she's been through and how it's not worth it to basically ruin everything else because, like she said, just know that they'll be loved. And, like, that's all that she wanted. That's all that was important to her. Yeah. She just wanted to be the one to love them. Well, and hey, in that moment, she realized she couldn't. Let's let's take our, our second right. break for the day, and then we're going to jump right back into that because we're, we're getting to that point. So uh, we'll take a quick, quick break, and we'll be right back to continue with our thoughts on Doctor Strange. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. Okay. So that was uh, the big Mother's Day Wait, spiel. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> so I loved is Wanda it. more powerful than Captain Marvel? Yes. Easily. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No doubt. Really? No so doubt. in the comics. The two See, most. 
that's what I was going to say. That's the problem I kind of have with the MCU is they dumbed down so many people's powers. They dumbed down a lot of powers, know, for sure. Because, <laughs> as we know, the Scarlet Witch could have been like, no more Thanos. Boom. And yeah. Thanos is gone. So there's an Don't arc in the comics. Oh, really? Uh, she could have just gone him? Yeah. There, there's a, there's a, there's a, an arc in the comics where Wanda uh, makes mutants the most powerful thing. In, in the universe because they always are so sought after in terms of like ridicule and stuff like that. There's always the run in with humans and her turning everyone into mutants does not go well. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, contention from there. Her kids are in that story in the well as well. But at the end of the arc, she decides that was a bad idea and she just says no more mutants. And in her saying those three words, all mutants on the planet disappear. That's how powerful she is. So so it's exactly right. When Ryan says she could gun no more Thanos, sure, there's stuff Thanos could have done about it, but she is that powerful. Yeah. I guess she was turning him into like a cube in Endgame, and then he cheated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she, she was. She was getting ready to kill him, and if he doesn't sacrifice literally almost all of his troops to just stop her, that's game over. And then people go, oh, Infinity War really wasn't much of a... Her endgame wasn't much of a, a fight. Wanda showed up. Yeah. Why didn't Thor just take out that ship? What? Oh. Doesn't he have all the lightning? He does. He does have the lightning. I think he was more focused. I mean, I, he went for the chest. I mean, it's pretty cool. The head. That was his problem. You're, but you're right, though, because yeah, in the very previous movie, he is literally in with Stormbreaker just flying through ships. Yeah. And at that point, I yeah, think it was but more. It's, also an, it's an Infinity yeah. Stone, too, so it takes a great deal of power to. To destroy an infinity stone. Sure. So I don't think Storm he's talking about the ship, it. the ship itself, his big oh. spaceship. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought he was talking about, he said the head. I just thought about that. Sorry, y'all. That would, that would have been pretty dope to see him. Maybe, maybe it was just because he was fat. I think he was more focused on proving himself <laughs> amongst his friends as a hero. <laughs> yeah. You know, like him being on the ground with Cap Sorry. and Iron Man. I had to, I had to get, make an excuse for him. He's yeah. my boy. <laughs> Too many IPAs, right? Yeah, it's too yeah. but you know, it, it, it's uh, exactly it's a, a IPA. There's always to be a plot hole or something else to be talked about, especially especially with this. A lot of fans are going out there going, "Well, there's infinite multiverses. Why didn't she just find one where her kids were orphans?" It's like, well, because maybe it just doesn't work out like that. You know what I mean? Like, she's got to be able to go. How through. long does it check one? Yeah, how, how, how long does it take to check one? Like a minute, right? What size infinite, is that so yellow like, book, right? And then how do you know which ones you've checked already? It's like, I've been through 7,000. Like, yeah. give me so, a break. So like, this is the same pizza papa four times in a row. There's a point in the movie, and this is, where the, <laughs> this is where the dream thing comes back in, because Doctor Strange asks him, or asks her, how do you know that they even exist? And he, she said, because I dream about them every night. So she knew that that timeline existed. So if she knew, like, so she's been dreaming about this particular timeline, knowing that her children existed in this timeline. So she's not dreaming about a timeline where her kids are orphaned. She's dreaming about this one specifically, right. knowing they exist. Right. These are the two that she's dreaming about. Those are the two that she wants. She's fixated on. She's it. fixated on it. So I think that that has because I was just thinking to myself, how the hell did she know that there was a timeline where what she, the world she created was da 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 da? Because she. It cleared that up. She explained it that she's been dreaming about them. She's only been dreaming about that instance. Right. Right. Would she become a paint blob if she knew her two kids were there? I mean, probably. I gotta say, probably. I would. Too. I mean, when I explained the rest of her story, and I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, and I was like, "Golly, her story is dark. It's darker than anybody else's in the MCU." Yeah. 
I mean, name anybody. It's darker than anybody in the yeah. MCU. Yeah, I mean, Punisher's up there, but not. I, I would. I don't know if I would well, say it's as bad. He's not in the bad. MCU yet either. So right. no, but right. I mean, well, yeah, I guess that's true. I'm just saying, hers they, is even worse him, than Punisher's. Yeah, you're you're right though. They did just like lock her in a room. Yeah, and the right. You know, hey, I'm going to take this wildly powerful person who's not trained yet out on right. missions. Right. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna make sure that Wanda's the one who get who takes the fall for this, and that's why I really sided with uh, Rogers. Yeah, that, well, that's why I sided with Rogers. He's like, I'm not signing this shit. She was trying to do the right thing. She was with me. We were trying to teach her and do everything, and you're gonna all of a sudden say that she can't do anything without your sanction. Get out of here. If you're like the exploding man and you can't control yourself, I'm not yeah. taking you on a sensitive. No. <laughs> well, that's not what happened. So crossbones was blowing himself up and she captured that and so she tried to get rid of that explosion while she was containing it and she tried to throw it up and when she let go of her power unfortunately it was right next to a building so that's that's what ended oh, up no, i was just calling you the exploding man because i think that sounds like a funny power i i think that is a thing probably um the exploding so so like we talked about with loki loki talks about variants and they talk about different versions of people and the sacred timeline. And why do we need to protect the sacred timeline? Why is it important for the TVA to exist to make sure that everything happens and none of these cataclysmic branches happen? You know, and then they talk about, well, why are you here? Oh, because I killed Thor. Why are you here? Because I went somewhere I wasn't supposed to go. And you have all these variants that are doing wrong things to, to protect the timeline. And then we find out why we're protecting the timeline here in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Because when those things start to happen and those branches start to grow mm -hmm. and things start to get more and more catastrophic, that's when you get the convergences. And that's when two universes start to show up together to the point where they come in and eventually explode against one another. Mm -hmm. And that is where we finally go, okay. This is why time travel was bad. This is why the TVA was a thing. This is why he who remains was he who remained. And so now we see the importance of that. And now we're going to see what happens because you get a, a glimpse of that when Doctor Strange goes to one of the many multiverses to see uh, Sinister Strange. And he's like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's kind of what's happening here. Worlds Music are fight. literally collapsing. That was her so favorite moment. So freaking dope. I'm sorry. Just so good. Coolest fight. I've never fight. seen that before. Coolest fight. It was our favorite, for sure. Our sure. favorite fight. In terms of the magic when they're and throwing the music like, notes at each other. A part of me was like, kind of like peeked over at you, babe, Jack, you, since the audience can't see me looking at you. And But I was thinking to myself, he's going to think this is kind of like cheeky and dumb. And I think this is so fucking cool. And later we talk about it. And he's like, no, I loved it. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm yeah. not lame for loving this when music. He hit it was so awesome. My favorite fight was definitely the Illuminati. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh. That's what I assumed. Like, so that's that's, that's like what I was getting stuff. into. That's and what I was getting into. And when Sharon, I could do this all day. I was like, let's go. Yeah. Like that was that was my favorite point. Of the when movie. when uh, uh, Sharon Carter said, "I can do this all day." I can do this all day. And then day. you find I'm out like, three minutes later, I'm not getting but... paid time and a half for this. <laughs> she can't. But I like to love that and show it to Rogers. She did with her own shield. With her own shield. Yep. Uh, that, so so this is what I loved. The Illuminati show up. The Illuminati are not, if you take a look at the Illuminati compared to, say, the Avengers, 
The Illuminati are made up of extraordinarily smart individuals, people who are willing to make uh, big, big decisions mentally, right? Reed Richards, for one, the smartest man. Uh, you've got Black Bolt, Louise. who's a master strategist. Luis, who's, uh, no doubt, no doubt. Welcome back to the trains. Uh, this Illuminati was going to tell you that. Uh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> no, um, and then we've got... Uh, in the comics, you have Iron Man, Black Panther, Namor, Professor X. So Professor X is in this. And this group is meant to look at things. And, you know, Supreme Strange was a member of that universe's Illuminati. And instead of having a group of heroes who could fight, you have people who are going to make those preemptive decisions and kind of the... Uh, uh, what's the movie I'm thinking of? Minority Report. Minority Report. Right? Like, we're going to get rid of you before you're a problem. And in the comics, the Illuminati actually are like, listen. Uh, so every member of the Illuminati is from a different universe. Mm -hmm. So when there's a problem in a universe, they all have to come together and make a decision and say, ah, it, your universe needs to be destroyed. Otherwise, these things are going to happen. And so this group is very different from the Avengers. Oh, and Carl Mordo. Who I love that we, we find out Baron Mordo's first name is Carl. 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 <laughs> and so Strange is sitting there like, guys, you realize what's knocking at your door. And they're like, yeah, there's actually bigger problems than that. Like Wanda, they, they thought, Wanda we can handle. We don't want our universe just like a symbol crash into another universe and everybody dies. So if Wanda wants to kill you or get what she wants, give it to her. I'm not gonna lie, I kinda wanted him to be able to be like, I told you guys so. He did. He did. I told you so. She beast modes that entire crew. Which and is such wonderful. a crew to beast mode. Captain Captain Marvel, Captain America or Captain Carter. Captain Carter. Uh Professor Inhuman. X gets soloed in his own mind. In Professor X's mind, his domain, his playground, he gets absolutely destroyed. Same thing with Black Bolt. That, was, that Black was Bolt. Oh, that was yeah. awful. He just, mm. It was like he was about to say something, and then she shut his mouth, and then whatever he said just exploded his brain. She didn't even shut his mouth. She took his mouth from him. Whatever. I was like, <laughs> just what the hell just happened? And people keep saying, what? Did you watch Inhuman? Did you, did you guys did. watch that show, Inhuman? I did. I'm, I'm sorry. That they actually brought him back. That's I know, crazy. and I well, and we talked about that a little bit, and I said it from the beginning. I bet I said I bet you right. Black Bolt is going to be the same guy because I I liked him. I mean, obviously there wasn't a whole lot to not like. He didn't say anything, so it's not like he said anything that made anybody hate him. But I liked him, and I didn't really mind that series at all. It wasn't obviously up there with the rest of them, <laughs> but I was like, he's coming back. But I also think that he's probably never coming back again because I saw the trailer. <laughs> I saw the trailer for Inhumans. You didn't and watch the show. Somebody who no, I refused. It really somebody wasn't who that bad. knew how powerful Black Bolt was and how big of a character he I was. was. Yeah. To see him coming to TV, that's the comic book uh, elitist in me. That's something I'm trying to change. But I saw him, and in the preview, he's not wearing the iconic garb, which okay. And then he gets bumped by a taxi and goes, Ugh, and knocks over a taxi cab. I was like, okay, no, no, they don't understand. They would have Black destroyed Bolt. a city block or two. With right, that if he noise. goes, uh, that knocks out. 
I mean, and they, they show know, that so in, much in, stuff. They, they they at least kept that be, that sort of idea for him because they yeah. show that in Doctor Strange where they he kills off Supreme Strange. Supreme Strange, and him just saying "I'm sorry" would have taken out that whole planet. Like yeah. it, it would definitely would have taken out more than just him. And it was so like tunnel focused. And I don't think Black Bull can do that. Can he? What? Can he tunnel focus his power? Yeah. Oh, that's well, what the still... little pitchfork on his head's for. Oh, got you. That makes sense. Um, hmm. But but the one thing that I've heard a lot of gripes about is why so he would... never does karaoke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Man, what a bummer. So yeah, like he's how about that? The parties. one song he does is tequila. <laughs> And the whole time he's just dancing in a circle and every universe is like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. And then he finally gets someone and he goes, tequila. And the bar explodes. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's a movie. Um, uh, was Mr. Fantastic. They didn't like that he went out there and kind of gave away the strategy to killing everybody. And I was like, listen. That's Reed Richards. But Reed who? Richards is so compassionate that even when he was there, he's like, listen, Wanda, we don't want to fight. We don't want to do this. Everything is cool. All right. But so let's not fight. What Everything's going to be great. solidify for Fantastic Four? It solidified that John Krasinski is going to be Reed Richards in another universe. And that's the Fantastic Four we're going to get. And I am a thousand percent here for it. Yeah. I don't care if he died 55 different ways. I don't know why I'm 55 is just the number that stuck in my head today. Either way, I don't care how many times he dies and which ways he dies. <laughs> we know that it's going to be John Krasinski that's playing yeah, we Reed do. Richards. Uh, and I need to play rumored. the lottery or something. I'm, I'm going to pitch fives. one. We haven't heard from Mark in a while. But, yes. Um, it's rumored that Krasinski... Yeah, Krasinski might be the director of the Fantastic Four. Yes, movie. we have heard that. Any insight? I mean, he, he's made. Uh, I haven't heard anything yet. He's made the Quiet Place movies. I know the producers from Moon Knight just jumped over to Fantastic Four. That's correct. Uh, John John Watts dropped out, which I'm glad. Uh, I mean, I like the Spider Man movies, but they're more. I think they were carried more about Tom Holland and like Zendaya, the characters. I don't know. Like, he's a good manager, but yeah, I mean, I think he could do it. I mean, he has a good track record. Maybe bring in Emily Blunt. They, so they can hang out together. That's on set. the other rumor. And I always, I said this too. Listen, Wanda absolutely destroys Mr. Fantastic. It's not a fight. It's just not. But if Susan Storm was there, I think he gets at least 30 more seconds of screen time. <laughs> Which in that fight is a long time. Yeah, that's true. What about if Luis is there? Uh, Luis How is there. And he doesn't he, get Twizzlered. <laughs> I bet I you she if, leaves him alone. I think if Luis is there, he no doesn't get a chance to finish his sentence. No, he's no threat. She wouldn't kill him. Oh, come on, don't kill Baby me. Um, I can babysit. Say, hey, what if, what if I can find the truth serum? Yeah. No, 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 no. What if, what if I can find the truth serum and then we go to Universe 616? Can you teach me how to jump into universes? That'd be awesome. Oh, back it up. Yeah. that's it oh, man. there it is there it is as soon as wanda Bag walks in up. and crushes the ultron head that's when he goes bag it up bag it up bag it up just bag it up we're doing it yep and then ti is, is like yep yep back back it up. we're out of here yep oh gosh um but so oh, so that it also sets up though that there's so many different variants because we saw monica rambo as captain marvel and not carol danvers mm -hmm. um we saw a different looking carl mordo than the mortal in our in our universe mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. i mean and we've also seen there's three different spider-man sure he didn't just get recast because 
Yeah. Everybody else was basically the exact same actor and person no, from universe person. to universe. Explain. Uh, so that was it. Was definitely Andrew, the same person. Explain Tobey right, Maguire and Andrew Garfield being Peter Parker. I don't like your tone. Oh, that's what I thought. Are you proving wrong? Wait, so then it can be different people. Exactly. Because Monica Rambeau was a completely different person. Yeah. And, and Peggy Carter becomes Captain America, not Steve Rogers. So that means there's a very different physical Steve Rogers in another universe. I wonder how that's going to affect Black Panther. So, oh, wow. Oh, snap. Because a different, like, well, no, they don't want to recast him. No, they, no, they, 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 won't, in. they won't. They won't. They need to, though. Bring in a multiverse? So I don't think they do that. I think Earth 616, which is established that we're the Earth 616. No, 55. Now. Yeah, we're, we we're, we're Earth oh, well, 55. Okay, we're Earth 55. Um, we on, on Earth like... 55, they are going to not multiverse Chadwick Boseman out. There's going to be a heartfelt reason as to why T'Challa is no longer a part of the universe and then M'Baku is going to take it on. But that doesn't mean there's not a T'Challa in another universe. It just might, we just, we're just probably not going to see a T'Challa yeah. in another universe. So um, where to now? Yeah, right? Where to now? So in the, in the end, my favorite scene is when they're talking about, oh, how are we going to stop him? How are we going to stop him? A little bit of dream walking. Ryan's got a very perplexed look, look on his face. Let me finish my thought. <gasps> then we're going to get to Ryan. Did so, he just have an epiphany? <gasps> Ryan so, just had an epiphany. So what do you act like that's the first time that's happened? Um, <laughs> I don't, I, I'm excited to hear Doctor it. <laughs> Strange dream walks into a corpse and then a zombie Doctor Strange then wears undead spirits as a cape oh. to go fight the scarlet witch what that the was the coolest thing. i could thing. not have been more happy it was with the most, that outcome it was the most heavy metal thing that we have 100%. seen in the mcu yet yeah. it was yeah, so incredibly oh, yeah. cool i mean every, point. yeah it is it's just skeletons heavy metal like he just shows up with these souls yep i mean it's, well the souls I are trying to bring on. him back to the other universe yeah my jaw dropped, though, when I saw that. Like, I had glimpses of it in the trailer. I had watched some of What If, so I was like, maybe there's something like this. But yeah, I never imagined that they would let Sam Raimi do that. Yeah. And it was just kind of nuts seeing it. And even the makeup reminded me of Army of Darkness makeup when mm -hmm. Ash turns the evil Ash. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, what a gnarly, beautiful scene. It oh, gosh. So it, was, it was such Those a... demons needed some work. Yeah, no, they did. The demons did, but it, it was laughed, it was so forgivable. When the demon, what about when the demon did the magical orb? I'm like, that's like a, a rhino with a knife. You're like, why are you like? You don't need a knife, right? Like it was like it was like channeling an orb, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I, I and her big, big demons. Like that that. I really expected more yeah. out of her big demon guardians. That's true. That's true. But so now, yeah, I mean, kind of punked out. Here, here's what's crazy too. No, now though, is that the Darkhold. Uh, at the end of the movie, she destroys it, and it destroys it in every universe. So it was a copy mm -hmm. in every universe, and she destroyed that temple. That destroyed everything. So somebody is saying online that the demon that created that Darkhold and created that temple, that was what was imprisoning him, and he might be one of the next big bads. Forget his He's name. a wave. Yeah, right. They're going to be going dark. I mean, look at all these properties that they're bringing up. That's very plausible. Does that mean that we're going to get uh, we got Blade? Blade. We're going to Moon get, Knight. We're going to get the demon. Uh, Mephisto. Mephisto. Maybe we'll that get would Mephisto. Be so, what was your epiphany, Ryan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and I may get to see one Eric Killmonger 
Or Michael B. Jordan oh, still play Black Panther. He wants another he wants Killmonger to be him so bad. Yeah, that's right. You're a big fan oh. of Michael B. Jordan. So am I. And I think that would be cool because we've obviously seen it. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm hyped now. I mean, what, it can happen. What if maybe could do that? Or what if did you think do we would it, get that in a movie? Didn't they do that already? No, it was uh, Killmonger no, was up with, with uh, Iron Man or whatever. Oh, you know what yeah. happened? I think yeah. it was the same universe because in that same universe, T'Challa was picked up by the Guardians. By the Guardians. Yes. And so there was no T'Challa to become the next Black Panther. So, so Killmonger, Killmonger showed up and, showed did, up it and did it himself. himself yeah. So Ooh, wow. And and it, what's next is we're gonna get uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, and oh, hopefully, that's and, right. And hopefully, we'll get all of the Thors that we've been waiting for. So this is a, this is probably exciting for you. Another Taika movie. Another uh, another Thor. And finally, Natalie Portman gets something to do. Yeah, finally. because in the second movie, she's just sitting there pining after Thor. And listen, dude, Chris Hemsworth, I get it, but you're like, come on, Portman, like you're a beast. So, so uh, I've I've seen some recent. Um, she's a very good actress. I've seen some recent uh, images of her as the Mighty Thor, and she looks pretty beefed. Like super buff. Are we yeah. thinking that that's like a little CGI, or do you think that she no. just worked her ass off and did like the Thor off. exercise for? Yeah. She, I think she months. saw Ryan Reynolds' diet on Blade Trinity. No, I think she followed Chris Hemsworth on Instagram like I do and watched him flipping <laughs> semi-truck tires, tractor-trailer tires, and throwing ropes that are like the size of my whole body. Wow. That's how he works out. I mean, yeah. So we got Gore the God Butcher coming. It's Marvel. Yeah. They did it. Yeah. Like they, oh, yeah. Is that Christian Bale? Yeah. That'll be fun. I can't wait for that screening. You better I'll call you up and I'll spoil, I'll spoil the ending. What's that? He said he'll spoil I said I'll call you all up and spoil the ending. There you go. I'm a spoiler <laughs> guy. I will love yeah, that. Say Jack loves that. This crap. one will get in the car and oh, come no, find you. Yeah, oh, I won't do that. Then. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love mm-hmm. it. That would be great. But uh, I, and I don't care if he knows because he likes to see me reacting to things that he I already do. knows happens. I do. So but, wait, I like so to then see. Do you know when he's looking at you that something's about to happen? No, she doesn't see it. She's always too locked in. Mind you, well, hold on, because I can actually answer this in truth, because he got to see No Way Home before me, because I was on a work trip, and he got invited to a midnight screening while I was out of town, That's right. and I told him he had to go, because he was like, I feel bad, and I said, no, you have to go. I'm going to be mad if you don't go, and he ended up getting to see it, and we immediately saw it when I got home. Literally, I I literally flew home home, like at 1, 2 o'clock on that Friday, and we went at like 5 or 6 that night, so I was like exhausted, but we... We had I had to see it immediately, and we went and saw it. And I like there were times that I could just feel his eyes burning into my soul because he was like <laughs> staring at me because he knew something was going to happen and wanted to see my reaction. Actually, my favorite thing to do now is to lie to people about every aspect That's of the true. movie. He likes to say they something's ask me, happen. and I just lie, so they go into it confidently, like, "Oh yeah, my boy told me this is what's going to happen," and then it doesn't happen, yeah. and then they get that genuine reaction either yeah. way. But he definitely was staring yeah, at me, watching me. Mephisto. Oh God! Pizza Papa is Mephisto. But there's yeah. no way he lasted three weeks without it. But he uh, he watched he me sandals. sit there and cry when uh, Andrew Garfield popped out of the weird hole. Yeah. But Pizza Papa, that is and a he got decent bread thrown thing. at him. Right. Yes. <laughs> Why are you throwing bread at me? <laughs> it sounded just like him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Pizza Papa. That's a good theory that he is something other than just the Pizza Papa. He's a watcher. He's one of the watchers. You think so? No. Oh. I'm just... That would be hilarious. <laughs> humoring the like Avengers team created. Captain creator. America. Yeah. Captain <laughs> yeah he's America. that universe's Captain America. Who it, settled down after the war and wanted maybe, to just maybe make he's pizzas. The, maybe he's the demon big bad. He's I, the demon big bad that is in charge of that book. 
Oh, wow. The Darkhold? The Darkhold. That's now gone? Yeah. Hmm. Well, he was in prison okay. to make Did you catch the car time. cameo? In the, did you see the car cameo when they were going through the world that was kind of, um, what, closing in on itself with the other world? And you see that old car spinning? No. That's Sam oh. Raimi's car that has a cameo in every single Sam Raimi movie. What? No so way. In the That's Spider-Man dope. movies and Evil Dead. Like, so <laughs> when they go to that the three-eyed uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. When they're walking Sinister through Strange, the, yeah. Stuff spinning, there's this old, um, I oh, think, yeah. 72 Buick that's, that's floating in the air. That's in every single Sam Raimi movie. That's wow. cool. Uncle I ben love that. Uncle Ben Yeah, so that was, that was a neat Sam Raimi thing. And also, too, when um, the zombie wakes up <laughs> and his eyes open, that kind of cheesy shot, that's yeah. a classic Evil Dead shot. Uh, and then also um, when <laughs> Rachel McAdams sees sinister strange dead and his third eye opens and she's like ah like that's the classic jump scare mm-hmm. right there no but yeah. with olsen just getting beat and covered in blood and like totally oh yeah uh, that's definitely an evil dead thing so from the from the yeah, trailers and, like, and stuff hell. yep yeah. from this the trailers and stuff evil. i was like oh my god are we getting marvel zombies in multiverse because <laughs> of that because of her specifically because that's what she looks like because there's like the the dim sort of red and different color lights that she's walking through this like wet tunnelish, and she's like dragging her leg behind her and she's got blood screaming down her face i was like oh my gosh this is so dope i mean fans are gonna find the theory for whatever they want in the movie they're gonna find it and they're gonna go yep that's what i want and they're gonna spin their own narrative from we it. have some friends that do that yeah can i say that i'm also me sad of, um, that they uh, they don't find a way to put uh your boy in every single movie again um Oh, yeah, Stanley. Stanley, why oh. am I blanking on his name? Like, yeah. they can't CGI him into something? No. Come on, man. Mm. Come on, Stanley. man. That's true. Tony Stank. Tony Stank. Table <laughs> for one near the bathroom. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I do. I do. I'm, I'm kind of sad that you brought that up because it's been several movies now that yeah. we haven't had him. And it was like, that was something I always look forward to. And I have forgotten because it's been so long. Yeah. yeah. Well, what a good episode. What a good episode. What a good bit of multiverse of madness. Huh? Mark, thank you so much for joining us. This oh, was an awesome. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, you know we, I love watching. I love watching y'all blowing up. Uh, just the work y'all put in. Uh, just keep coming at it. Keep growing your audience. Like, I, I, I love it. Like, for someone who doesn't sleep a lot because i'm always working right uh i love that there's other people out there just hustling so i think you guys got big things coming up for you next hundred episodes so Uh, um i look forward to seeing y'all blowing up i appreciate that and we hope that you're very much a big part of that that would be awesome so uh let's let's once again run through everything that you got going on so we can refer people to you as we do our little uh closing song here and I want in on that Con Air podcast for real. Oh, we do want in on the Con Air podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys. Oh yeah, you got a spot. Yeah, you're you're, you're done. You got you got a spot. You're all set. But, yeah. Tell me your favorite moments. I think you did. Uh, I'm got, now so I, now I have to go rewatch me. Con Air. Uh, one of my favorite moments is uh, Dave Chappelle when he's like, "Oh, sorry," and he sets the guy on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other one was Steve Buscemi. He's <laughs> like, "You wanted to talk about irony? Guys dancing around in an airplane after yeah. they died oh, in a plane yeah. crash." Yep. Like, Two of my favorite moments. I, I'll see one. if those two are still open. We'll we'll hold those for y'all. Wow, that's great. Yeah, that's that's gonna be great. So, uh, yeah, tell them about what you got going on, Mark. Uh, let's see. I write for Rotten Tomatoes, so go to Rotten Tomatoes. Mark Hoffmeyer. Yes. I also work on the Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong podcast. I work on the versus videos for them. I work for Fandom. 
So I just analyzed every single Tom Cruise movie for a second time for them. So I got a video coming out when uh, Top Gun comes out. I got, I work for Film Theorist. I just dropped the Quiet Place video. Uh, go see that. And I have movies from the flicks. And then I have people who see the podcast, Con Air the podcast. I think that's it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's all quality content, man. I haven't seen anything that you've sent me that I've been like, yeah, I don't really like that. If you're a fan of movies in general, and you're a fan of some of that wacky uh, mathematics side of it, like how far Tom Cruise has run in any movie, stuff like that. Um, I mean, this is the guy for you. Plus, he can give you the insides on how it's shot, how it's done, behind the scenes. And he uh, likes to argue with me about my favorite Spider-Man. So what's not to love? <laughs> Mark. And that soap is still melting. It's still melting through the core of the earth. Uh, so check him out. Uh, movies, films, and flicks, Rotten Tomatoes, Deep Blue Sea, Con Air Podcast, and uh, a few more of those alter egos in the future. So next week, we're going to have tons and tons of news for you. We're going to catch up with this week, and I'm sure more stuff is going to come through then. We're going to get the breakdown of the Prey trailer. Uh, you know, I can't not talk about that. So, all right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. I could do this all day. Really? Could you? Five all minutes day. later. Good. Hour podcast? Hey, pay for that pizza Oh, ball. sorry. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 